Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils podcast live show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX and receive $150 in free bets when you place just one or more dollar on any football game this week. I'm Shane Diefbach, joined as always by Brittany Boyer. Brittany, how are you feeling on this lovely Tuesday? Well, it's a Tuesday. Yeah, I feel I that. I mean, I feel like you can just kind of hear how <laughs> I, I am not sick. <laughs> this is just about how my life is going yeah. right now. <laughs> um, so you had, a, you had a weekend. Yeah, um, I had a weekend. Yeah. Uh, how were the fights? You went to the UFC the fights. The fights were absolutely awesome. Uh-huh. Okay, so I don't know how I ended up with this luck, and unfortunately, the same luck like didn't carry over yeah. when Lauren was in the octagon. But I will say, I that woman is an absolute warrior. Mm-hmm. Not very many people expected her to make it to like almost through the fourth yeah. round. Um, and not very many women make it through the fourth no. round. She's never been. That was her very first time ever being knocked out. So you know. Um, I still think she had a great performance and yeah. I was very proud of her for it. She's not so thrilled. Yeah. Um, she was really upset, but, uh, the rest of the fights were absolutely amazing. Uh, back to my luck that I got, I walked up or I rolled up in my little scooter. Yeah. I brought my scooter and this guy that was in line behind us was like, Hey, we have three extra floor tickets and we're not going to use them because they're for our company. And these people didn't come on the trip. So do you want them? We're just giving them away. And we were like, uh sure because i mean we had good seats it's not like we had bad seats to start with but we didn't have floor seats so we got them and then because i was on my scooter we were like rolling up in there and they were like oh well we want you to be comfortable and it will be hard for you to get in and out so we're going to put you in these disability seats which ended up being better than the other ones would have been anyways so i had like this like whole little box that was just all for like me and my friends it was awesome that's sweet yeah valentina shevchenko who lauren murphy fought is a certified lethal weapon she um, is. She is. And also the uh, Volkanovsky yeah. Ortega fight has got to be nominated Dude. at the end of the year. You know how they do top 10 yeah. fights for like fight of the year. Yeah. That has to be in the nomination the with amount, the top 10. The amount of times when you thought somebody was going to go down and the fight was going to be over. It was it insane. It was nuts. Back and forth, back and forth. Ortega so looks good. awesome. But this is not a UFC podcast, unfortunately. No. Um, so let's get into ASU football. Um, we didn't have the opportunity to talk yesterday. Um we briefly touched yeah, on sorry it. about that. I <laughs> I was on stuck. vacation for one day. I had that planned before I was uh before I took this job. Yeah. So sorry fans, but we're gonna make up for that today because we know you like to see our beautiful faces anyways. Yeah, I mean come on, look at this. I had to show off my new Margaritaville shirt, even though you can't really one. see anything. It's a good one. It's bright blue, but um well so I actually got a. I got flamed on the live show. I wish you were there to protect me because I was a little. Um, Sorry, I, bud. I was, I was a little sad. Uh, somebody came in and said, "Ace, you played a clean game. What do you mean?" But we prefaced it prior to um, when he said that by saying it was cleaner. It wasn't a clean game. There were still seven penalties. Okay, well, when you compare seven to sixteen, yeah. that's less than half. In comparison, like, it's fantastic. That's, yeah, if you want to look at it that way and actually like break it down yeah. and be like, oh, well, statistically. I would be like, well, that's actually fabulous for for ASU at this rate, but like, yeah. really, in realist, like, realistically, it's not. Yeah. But less no for tur- ASU. Yeah, no turnovers, so there's clean. Yeah. That that was that was great. You um, know, I was actually looking back at some of their stats. <laughs> <laughs> oh my arm. <laughs> um, I was looking back at some of their stats over the weekend and breaking some stuff down. Um, they really did not have very many flags. In last year's games. Yeah. And I was looking back and seeing the numbers like four, three. And I'm, I was shocked compared to this year 
when they're up all the way at 16. So, For sure. you, you know, it's like you have to wonder if it's if it if it got since it got bad early, if that's affecting the mental status of these players, if they are so inclined to not want to. It's like your dad's looking over your shoulder when you're like when you're trying to work on a school project, you don't want to mess up. Like that, that, their dad is Herm, and they're. I think they're worried about um, committing these penalties, and with that worry in their brain causes more mental lapses. And I think that's my that might be what's happening. Because um, yeah, Herm does not want to. I mean, no coach does, but especially Herm, uh, penalties are not a thing for an NFL coach. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't know. And and in saying the the thing with the penalties last year, I feel like it might not necessarily be a true measure because there wasn't anything else to factor in in terms of like crowd noise and all that stuff. But um, still, that's a really really large jump when you have a lot of returning players. Yeah, that's what that's why I think it's such a big deal is because of how we mentioned how many people came back and the chemistry should be on point. Um, their experience they've played in games most of them have played in games with fans before Um, and I wonder if it was just them getting used to even though it was only four games without fans or something but there's improvement where the penalty numbers are going down Um, they definitely did not beat themselves on Saturday Um, no I I thought it was a pretty complete game um, in terms of offense and defense playing well um I'm very, very glad that Darian Butler's injury doesn't look like it's going to be serious because I was very scared mm-hmm. when that happened. Um, he was incredible. Um, I wrote down so many times in the notes uh, when I was watching the game how just amazing some of the plays he can make is. He's really like Jamal Adams to me, uh, a college version of Jamal Adams. He's mm-hmm. kind of a plug-and-play utility linebacker that can go wherever he wants, and, man, he hits hard. Yeah. Um, you know – ASU really, from what I had saw in the first half, kind of relied a little bit more than I would have liked to have seen them on a couple big plays to yeah, move the ball down the field. And, you know, I don't really feel the greatest about that, you know. And that's it's so anti-Herm also. Yeah, it's not something that you really want to see. Yeah, and yeah you don't want to against us. And granted, it's not like Colorado's defense is not strong, but still it's not something that's – necessarily comforting granted what had happened the week before against BYU you know um they had the the incredible number of turnovers uh the penalties maybe I should have rephrased that the incredible number of penalties and the turnovers Mm -hmm. that way but they did have uh like what was it two interceptions and a turnover a fumble in the Mm -hmm. game so that's still a lot that's still a lot of turnovers um they they clean that part up, but I still don't want to see them rely on just a couple of big plays to get the ball down the field. Definitely. The the passing game was a lot better. Um, one thing we touched on, on the show is somebody stepped up. Johnny Wilson stepped up, as we've been talking about for so long. Mm-hmm. A receiver has stepped up, and I'm, I'm curious to see if that is going to continue, if he is this guy for the Sun Devils. Because um, I really liked what I saw, and obviously being six foot seven. Um, and a young kid, he he has the potential to be one of the best receivers in the pack, if not the country, in my opinion. And I specifically remember a play Johnny Wilson made last year. It was an enormous catch, and it really yeah. showed off his athleticism and his ability to uh, track the ball, find the ball, and really hold on to it the entire time, even in some really weird positions and For coming sure. down hard. Um, and so 
I think it might have just taken a little bit of time for him to find his comfort level yeah. and his, uh, I guess, I don't know what the word would be, but like the, the rust off. Yeah. Gotta shake the Definitely. rust off a little bit. Um, and so maybe it's time for him. He's coming to fruition here and uh, things are coming forward. Uh, Elijah Badger, we saw him Ooh, over the weekend for the first such time. Such good Elijah Badger sighting, man. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's also somebody who has the opportunity to really step up and contribute. He's got um, the talent, yeah. I just feel like he's, he hasn't been seen as much. So, um, you know, he's not necessarily, or he wasn't necessarily in everyone's minds as mm. much to be someone in the conversation. But I think he's a, uh, very quickly making himself uh going right to the front yeah. of the list it was it was really easy to get excited about this game but at the same time one thing that me and uh Braden were doing on the show is we kept having to tell ourselves it's just Colorado this is Colorado it's not the biggest like victory um and the things that the devils were able to pull off against a Colorado team that's frankly down on themselves finally they break, broke that eight quarter streak of not scoring um was because it's Colorado and mm-hmm. you can't you can't say this is a huge thing for the Devils because it isn't a team that is going to give them it's it's a team that shouldn't have given them any problems anyway. They shouldn't have given them any problems, but in a way it is a big win. For sure. Um in certain aspects. And when I say that, I want to say it's a big win for Herm Edwards. In his tenure, depending on what happens with the rest of the year and how the debate goes when the season ends because up until this point, he had never started out a season with a one and zero Pac-12 conference record. <laughs> wow, so, I didn't know that. yes. So the, in that way, it, that's the only way, in my yeah. opinion, it was a big game because if he would have lost that, yeah. I think that it would really, um, at the end of the year, if they are in the position where they don't know what they're going to do mm-hmm. with him, they will reflect back to that first game. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it was big for that reason. Yeah, but I other th- than that, um, they showed some improvement, and that was kind of what my story for. Uh, takeaways with the game war i mean uh yeah there were some improvements but is it enough to really commit and be like yes they turned the corner mm-hmm. um i think that there's still a little bit more that needs to be proven um i especially don't necessarily feel that way with the penalties and i kind of noticed it being a trend too with the penalties or not the penalties uh with the turnovers um the turnovers really starting uh around when pack 12 play starts yeah normally a little bit later though into the season um with the turnovers starting mm-hmm. to get worse and then they improve. Um this year they started right out of the gate. Yeah. So maybe maybe different. maybe they got that out of their way, out maybe, of their system already. Maybe so that was a little <laughs> bit different. But the penalties, um, that was just really uncharacteristic mm-hmm. overall. So yeah. um possibly it's done, but possibly it's not. You know, yeah. the thing that makes me question it too is what uh the one of the coaches said at the press conferences last week, you know, we have to remember the age group that we're dealing with and you know what like eh, doesn't necessarily make you feel uh, the most confident <laughs> yeah. that you're really hammering it home like yeah. how disciplined they have to be speaking of discipline um I, was this our was this the devil's first targeting call that got that we've we've seen at sun devil get thrown out of a game this year with bj green no or was there an, oh yeah first game right tyler johnson yeah first game tyler um, johnson but it was in the first half of that game so yeah. he was able to come back that's right and play in the second game against unlb yeah. Um, so yeah, we saw BJ Green get a targeting call for a high hit on the quarterback. Um, I personally don't think it was his fault. It's definitely I understand the call. I'm not saying it wasn't a targeting call because he did lead with his helmet, but it's such a hard thing. And this is a this is a constant theme in not just college football but the NFL too. It's so hard for these players that are screaming at quarterbacks that they need to get pressure 
especially for a young guy like B.J. Green, who's a freshman, um, to step back and not come at the, with full force. And I mean, these players have been tackling like that their entire lives. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to it's hard to break routines like that. So um, it, I don't think it was a discipline thing. I think it was just an unfortunate thing that does need to be cleaned up. Um, but again, he's a young guy. Um, and yeah, I just it sucks. But targeting's part of the game now. So it is. Got to get used to it. And you know, there's just um, I feel like a. Kind of a lot to take away, but kind of not a lot to take away at the yeah, same time. Yeah, for sure. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we saw improvements in this area. We saw improvements in this area. But just because we saw these improvements doesn't mean it's necessarily there to stay. Yeah, definitely. Because these were things that they struggled with in two of the first three games. Yeah. So it's not like it was just a fluky one-off thing in the first game. It actually almost like increasingly it was like increase it. Well, one was good, improved. Or one was bad, and then it improved, and then not good at all. Yep. So it's like, Ugh. yeah, the inconsistency does scare me. One stat that I would love to bring up right now is Case Hatch broke his second face mask of the year already. In I saw game. that. That I was that. awesome. He was one of the standout guys for me in that game. Not only he had a couple big catches, but I mean, as a true fullback that plays the position fullbacks like a fullback, are so underrated. They're so awesome. He had that great block on one of Jaden's long runs in the fourth quarter. He pulled a couple times on the screen plays. Um, I think he was one of the blockers that threw a monster block when um, Elijah Badger scored. Um, and it's just so fun seeing big 44 run out with full force and go catch a small uh, corner uh, out in out yeah. the middle of the field. Um, he is a guy that can bring that juice because you saw that swagger kind of start mm-hmm. developing um, even in the second quarter, but mostly the third and fourth um, with uh, Rashad White's hurdle. After that, you saw the the bench going crazy. And that's something that this Sun Devil team, I think, might need um, to have all the time going forward. That's why the fast starts are so important for them because when they get this juice and the momentum and the swagger going, um, that's just how ASU football plays. You know, the, they feed off that energy. And when when there's more people in the stadium, which, my God, guys, come on, go to the games. I mean, we need we need more we need more energy. Yeah. Um, that's what they feed off. So yeah. we saw, I mean, it was a turning point, even when they were only up 10. Well, anyone who would have watched the BYU could see how, <laughs> how much it the affected Cougars them. fed off the energy and how much it impacted ASU's For ability sure. to do anything. For sure. Um, yeah, uh, a slow start on defense in the third quarter was one of the only things I saw late game. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to run all over the Devils. Um, they were losing the battle in the trenches. Um, uh, uh, Broussard is so talented. He's still kind of getting his footing under him, but there was a lot of designed um, runs or designed quarterback runs that really got to the Sun Devils defense. And I don't know if that was just losing the battle in the trenches or um, stunts that weren't working for the D-line, um, but that is concerning because a team like Utah and a team like UCLA, for that matter, um, with DRT, if he's healthy, will absolutely run all over you and a design quarterback run against the team that doesn't know how to stop an inside zone is 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 concerning yeah um well we're ready to talk about the question of the day yeah we shared our thoughts yeah Um, so i want to hear your guys so we're gonna post it right now we want to know how you guys feel about the sun devil's performance on saturday feel free to drop us a reply Negative, positive. Discussing it later on. Yeah, we'll respond to all of them. So uh, let us know what you guys thought. Um, And uh, it's good to have some input uh, from somebody outside of uh, PHNX because I want to know how um, not only the fans are feeling, but 
the critics of ASU are feeling? Um, I don't really care how the critics are feeling. <laughs> like, who cares? What is it? What is it? Rain, rain, go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Wayne reference. We love that on the PHNX Sun Devils podcast. You know what else we love? DraftKings Sportsbook. We do. Oh my God, I almost hit a stinker of a. Uh, I shouldn't say stinker. It was. It, it would have been stinky money. It would have been. No, that doesn't work, Jacob. I lost money this weekend. Yeah, I, I, I had a, I had a nice uh, same game parlay on the Packer game that just fell short because of a couple Aaron Rodgers passing yards. Um, but if you want to get on, in on the action uh, on these same game parlays or anything, head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, download that app. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's a, for, a sp- official sports betting partner of the NFL. I couldn't get that out. I'm usually so good at these. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. Um, bet just one dollar on any NFL game and receive 150 dollars in free bets um, when you use code PHNX. Um, the last zero zero tie in the NFL was 1943, so I'd say this is a no brainer. With their no-brainer offers, um, if if you download that app and bet one dollar on a game, somebody just has to score on, in these promotions that they have. They're super fun, um, and as, as I said, these same-game parlays are great, and they have insurance where if you bet up to twenty-five dollars, or that you bet twenty-five dollars, they'll give you up to twenty-five dollars back if you lose. Um, so download it now. Use promo code PHNX to receive one hundred fifty dollars in free bets instantly when you place just one dollar or more on any football game this week. Um, 21 plus Arizona only gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP new customers only minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required eligibility restrictions apply see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details I love that app use it so much use it too much how do you feel having to read that whole disclaimer at the end I'm, I I actually treat it as a game it's like a mumble jumble uh, yeah but I, I've got, my pride and joy is eligibility restrictions apply I, I put so much effort. Dude, into I can that. hardly speak English without reading things. Yeah, well, like, I think it helps. If you've me. heard me, I stutter speak, a lot. I too. have a really hard time even talking sometimes. And then if I try to read, I'm like borderline dyslexic because I, okay, I don't see certain things like <laughs> they're not there or the letter moves <laughs> or like I don't know what happens, but what I'm reading is not the words that are actually there. Um, For some reason, you saying that made me think of Clippy, the uh, Microsoft Word. Uh, paper clip that yeah. was dancing around. Is that guy still there? I know. I think he died a long time he ago. He died? I'm pretty sure they killed him. Clippy passed away, everybody. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Bill Gates? Is that who invented Microsoft? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he killed him. Oh, man. Bill Gates is a murderer. He killed Clippy. <laughs> Clippy <laughs> didn't kill himself in jail. He was, he was assassinated. Um, he was murdered. <laughs> okay. Um, they unbent him. <laughs> He's not even a paperclip anymore. He's just a, he's just a he's piece just of wire. He's just a metal rod. Oh, he doesn't have eyes. All right. Um, tell people, tell good people what they can find on GoPHNX. Um, I don't have a good transition from Clippy to to GoPHNX, so <laughs> let, let let them know what you can find there. Uh, well, if you go over to PHNX, you can find some awesome content, not just from your team covering the Sun Devils, but covering all of your sports around state 48 and um i am working on a series right now that kind of is breaking down everything that is going into why arizona state is always going to be considered a sleeping giant Mm -hmm. quote unquote yeah it's a good read Uh, yes and it's going to be um uh, i believe it's like a seven part series love it what i have it as right now it's really good um it's gonna really go over some different areas that are not explored by most people because mm-hmm. they're not the things you would typically think of, but they all do really play a part. Yeah. And at 
go PHNX. It's not just a part, uh, or it's not just about the content. Um, you get a bunch of, um, you're part of the family, and it's way mm-hmm. more fun to be a sports fan here in the Valley when you're a part of a culture like go PHNX or a PHNX. Uh, so go over to gophnx.com. Um, you get an annual membership for 60 bucks and you get a free t-shirt. Speaking of t-shirts, 20% off on all Cardinal shirts right now is the deal of the week. Deal Ooh. of the week is always hot. Uh, if you want to check out the merch, go to phnxlocker.com. Um, join that Discord. Hang out with us. Um, I talk a lot in the Discord, but I don't get a lot back because I think people are scared of me. I like will post something and then if nobody responds to me right away, then I just assume nobody is answering me <laughs> and I just absolutely don't check. And then the next thing I know, I haven't checked for like two days and I forget yeah. and I'm like, oh, whoops. Uh, I, I'm pretty active <laughs> in, the, in the bets chat, but that's only so people can keep tabs on me um, to make sure that I'm not lying to them about what I bet on. Mm. I like before the slate starts, I'll be like, these are my bets. And then I come back and I'm like, Oh. <laughs> hey, I sent you a video, didn't I, of like all my bets I had uh-huh. on Yeah, I didn't lie. Yeah. That, that was a lot. I love it. We love it. We love supporting our friends. Um, all right. Well, let's get into um, other ASU sports. So um, we, we've been yeah. updating the people um, on soccer and volleyball. Um, we have a new sport coming soon. Not a new sport. It happens every year. But for this year, um, hockey is going to be back again. Mm-hmm. Um, their last year at Oceanside. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, but let's start with soccer. Yes. All right. So Sun Devils soccer ranked their highest they've ever been ranked last week in the AP poll. I didn't see anything yet this week, so I'm not sure where they're at. But uh, over the weekend, they opened up Pac-12 play on the road against Washington, where they tied 2-2. They're back at home right now preparing to take on USC um, Thursday at 6 o'clock. Volleyball had a bit of a rough weekend. They opened up Pac-12 play with a 3-2 loss to Arizona. Marcus Bagley went to that game. If yes. Marcus Bagley goes to those games, you guys should go to those games. They're fun. But what I will say is both teams, they, they played very, very hard until the end in both games. Um, It was a 3-2 loss to Arizona on Thursday and a 3-2 loss to Oregon on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, Those two are teams that could have in the past previously swept Arizona State three to nothing. So to see the Devils put up two at least against them is still – um, a testament to the improvement that they are making right now. For sure. And last but last, not least, like you said, puck drops on Saturday for Sun Devil Hockey. They take on UMass Lowell at home. Craig Morgan, our in a hockey or in a house hockey expert, I can't speak English. We already established that one. <laughs> uh, will be on the show later this week to give us a little bit of a rundown on what we can expect from the Devils on mm-hmm. the ice. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun because it is. Oh, I, I know at least for me, I'm a huge hockey guy, and I'm sure some people enjoy watching the sport, but they don't know a lot about the ASU program. They're really damn good. They're a really deep team. Um, they played twenty got twenty games at home out of their thirty six this year at Oceanside. The last year they'll be there before the big arena. Um, so. Get out to some of those games, October 2nd, 7 p.m. puck drop. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for the season. Dude, I was at Cactus Sports today Mm -hmm. um, to do an interview that I needed to do over there, and they had some super sick gold hockey jerseys on sale um, that were marked down, and I really wanted to buy one, but I just cannot afford to right now. But they're so sick. So, um, yeah, if you're looking for hockey merchandise – Get your hook up there. Cactus get ready. Yeah, get ready for. Uh, well, because I know that they have. Well, because I know that they have like uh, like Good all the prices. different jerseys. Oh, nice. So like those helmets. Oh, yeah. Are so sweet. But they have like all the different like 
hockey jerseys though like they have gold ones they have the old black ones oh they have some of the old basketball jerseys still mm-hmm. for um the black throwback ones that asu wore uh they have the james harden jerseys like they just carry a lot of stuff like that you know so like if you're looking to get your jersey not that was not like a paid promotion yeah you know it'd be um, super but cool. i was standing there looking at it like i want to buy this damn hockey jersey. you know it'd be super cool so you know how like baseball hats like wearing your team's baseball hat is like okay wearing I, your team's hockey hockey helmet, helmet or like a ho- or like a football helmet what if people just did that as it like it is that's why you have to mount the two beer holders to them and put the ah that'd be so <laughs> sweet can you just there. imagine like somebody like walking down the street like what's up i'm just wrapping my squad they're just full full not even full gear just the helmet that'd be we all should just walk around with you helmets should you, you should wear a helmet so you don't so you don't break anything else i know right <laughs> i just should wear a helmet well, there's other reasons i should wear a helmet <laughs> um uh any other afc sports that we want to bring up before we uh head on to a quick uh, that's UCLA. all we've got going on right yeah. now golf is on a little bit of a hiatus they're back at home preparing for um a tournament that starts uh i believe this upcoming weekend so no news on them right now it might be a little bit later mm-hmm. than this upcoming weekend but i'm not sure i hope the triathlon people are sleeping and yes triathlon <laughs> is hibernating still <laughs> as would i be um all right well let's go Maybe on not though well, some borderline or crackheads sometimes you don't sleep also so you know you never know let's move on to ucla some big news i don't really know if it's news yet but um, ASU football tweeted out this picture of Chip. Um, he's back, baby. Um, finally. Um, so I'm assuming he will play um, against UCLA. Uh, if they're teasing us, that's yeah, that like would be just so the mean. sickest, meanest, yeah. cruelest, not April Fool's joke you could ever mm-hmm. pull. Do you think that Rashad is going to start and be the, the number one option on uh, against UCLA? Even with Chip back? Because he looked really, really good. I think they might put Chip. I think they might put Chip in initially, and then switch out to Rashad White. You think? You think Chip will start? I think so. I I, I think they'll go with Rashad just uh, one to ease Chip back into it, but maybe not. I'm not sure. But because I think they're going to want to switch it up. To me, I think Rashad White. I mean, he's NFL ready. Mel Kiper has him number four on the top four running backs to get or top five running backs to get drafted um, in this upcoming draft. Um, and he, he's just found his, his momentum, uh, lately. I mean, he's always been a super talented guy, obviously, but I mean, lately he just had such a good game, um, on Saturday. And I, I'm really excited to see, um, the change of pace come back, uh, with chip, because as, as we said, they both add different things. So, um, and it doesn't matter how much either of them play. Um, I'm sure, uh, um, Daniel Ngata will definitely uh, get some run too because yeah. he looked pretty damn good on Saturday as well. But I'm definitely excited to see the dynamic back because this is what Sun Devils fans were excited for before the season started was that running back core and how deep and talented it was. Yeah, and also fans are starting to be able to see a little bit more from Jaden Daniels now and from the receivers. Um, it's going to be interesting to see because Arizona State has historically had some issues on the road in LA yeah. to either USC or UCLA, no matter who they're playing. And, you know, they have a huge squad of kids who have roots in California. A lot of people make the trip to these games. So it's not like at these games, there's necessarily that home field mm-hmm. uh, crowd noise advantage. I mean, sometimes there is, especially when it's completely packed, when it's like a good, good year, but that has not been as of recent. 
Um, but you know, they just still still seem to struggle with yeah. it. So um, there's going to be a lot to look forward to. I'm really interesting interested to see how they're able to um, kind of attack the off- offense at this game or attack their offensive yeah. game plan, I should say, um, and how they're going to execute it. Um, I think it's going to be interesting because they have, they're starting to, you're starting to be able to see what kind of options they have now. Yeah. Uh, their, their main guys are starting to step up, uh, train them's back. That's going to be huge. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, the line right now on DraftKings, I believe is UCLA by three and a half. Um, but this is one of those games where the public will probably ride UCLA, but the Sharps will be on ASU. I'm seeing mm-hmm. a lot of quote-unquote experts predicting ASU to go in there and win. Um, but to me, uh, I think they're really even. I was super high on UCLA before the season, and they looked like it the first couple games. But now there's just not that same oomph. And um, Dorian well, Thompson-Robinson yep. uh, is shaken up a little bit. Um, so we'll we'll see how that affects their team. So his shoulder looked like it looked like his shoulder was pretty banged yeah. up after his time in the last game. Um, you know, I don't know what UCLA uh, is planning to do. Like if they're gonna keep it under wraps until the day of the game, um, I have no idea. Well, but he has the ability to absolutely be a pain in the neck for the defense out yeah. there if he does play. Well, I think he's going to need to run the ball a bunch because, I mean, the well, pol- clearly his shoulder's messed up, yeah. so he ain't going to be throwing exactly. it. And the polarity between the two pass defenses. Um, UCLA is one of the worst pass, pass defenses in the nation, giving up around, I think, 330 yards a game. And ASU's only given up like 130 a game, one yeah. of the nation's best. Um, and I don't know if that says a lot about the opponents ASU's played, but I think it says more about the corners. Um, uh, even without uh, Chase Lucas, uh, Jack Jones stepped up in a big way yeah. on Saturday. He had some big hits, um, a bunch of passes defended, and the young corner stepped up as well. Um, and the pass rush would, was getting home most of the time. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think this this secondary is genuinely good, and it's not just um, the ASU opponents playing down to um, play, playing uh, lower than they should be. No, I agree. I definitely agree. I think that um, you have to look at ASU's defense and who comprises the members of those defense and how much experience they all have as a whole. Um, And I really think that that speaks to the numbers Mm -hmm. that they're putting up in terms of that. So uh, realistically, the only terrible performance Arizona State has had defensively this year has been against BYU and that really was not incredibly terrible uh, like defensively of a performance that was more offensively like yeah for sure it it, 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 was defense only could do so much but I mean yeah um the and on paper this matchup is almost identical the teams they both um don't throw a ton um they're both averaging around 200 rushing yards a game ASU has a slight edge um at 210 they both uh, lo- they both lost that third non-conference game that yep. they were supposed um, to win. But again, the <laughs> the difference between the pass defense I think is going to be the difference in the game. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk more about our predictions moving forward. Um, Brittany was able to get out to some practice yes. um, recently, so we have some stuff uh, to show you guys. Um, do you want to talk about what you were you were seeing out uh, there? Yeah. So you know they don't allow you to catch much of practice. It's about ten minutes. So. 
Um, I really just watched them go through some drills and they really were working on attacking the run mm-hmm. and focusing on the run. Because I, I think that, that they know that pass they're gonna they can go to the passing option if they need to, but I think that they want to be able to run the ball as well. So it looked like that was what they were focusing mm-hmm. on and um yeah. What was the vibe out there? Um It was very tight. Aside from football, like it was just like uh, yeah. Tight as in what? Like the players were tight or it was cool? No, it was like I it was very not oh it fun. was <laughs> it was miserable <laughs> why um it was just like it was pretty much like it was hot get, no it was like get in get your stuff, oh get i out. see what you mean yeah it yeah it's like, been strict with the restrictions yeah it was like i know that's not my style as yeah i'm like i feel i made a lot of mistakes i don't pay attention half the time i'm just living <laughs> my life chilling and then people are like like getting all mad at me and i'm like yeah. my bad man I don't, I'm <laughs> um existing well let's know. let's get into some of the the why am the, i existing let's <laughs> just turn into an existential podcast it really is. let's get into the places. the audio um that we have from her and some of the b-roll that Brittany was able to get as far as our opponent this week we go on the road play a very good ucla football team chip's done a nice job of building this program down there they have a senior defense most of these guys are all back they don't, don't allow you to run the ball at all they're very good against the run they score a lot of points on offense they're averaging about almost 40 points a game and um, they play good third down defense they have a dynamic quarterback uh, can throw it can run it have two big bruising runners uh, they run the football very, very complimentary football team. They don't allow you to run, but they can run the ball. And that's, that says something. They can throw the ball downfield. Very explosive in the passing game. Got a good punt returner. Um, you know, they're, they're a team that uh, it's, 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 it plays well. Uh, and, and they're on a roll right now. They're, they're playing really good. So we got to muster up uh, our ability to stay focused. We have a lot of players that have played in come from Los Angeles um, and uh, they have to get their minds set to go back home and a lot of times they get excited about going back home but they have to keep their poise and and make sure that uh, you know this thing doesn't get away from uh, and, and, and I think we have enough guys now that have been there numerous times in LA that hopefully they can keep their emotions in check. So like we talked about with them going to LA he ended with that, I should say. Yeah. But like we had talked about with the keeping their emotions in check, a lot of those guys do have experience now. They already went to USC and had a meltdown mm-hmm. during COVID. Um, they played UCLA last year. Was that game at home or on the road? I can't remember. It was at home, I believe. That's what I thought. But they still struggled. Yeah. Um, and I almost feel like they might have gotten a little bit intimidated in that game in terms of it being an LA team. Um you know, a lot of them played in that 2019 game on the road against UCLA where they absolutely got destroyed early on. And it was after they had just come in off a loss to USC, I believe, mm-hmm. or maybe it was vice versa. That was just super depressing. Um, you know, you look at what they're going to do or what they have the potential to do this yeah. weekend. And it really could set the tone um, in terms of being a turning point yeah. for, for this team going forward with um, the mentality and like, no, we did, we buckled down. Like, yeah, maybe we were messing around a little bit undisciplined. We had trouble with this at the beginning X, Y, Z, but make no mistake. 
we're out here, we're doing the right thing, we're practicing hard yep. every day, we're playing the way we're supposed to play, and we want this as bad as the fans want to see yep, it. Definitely. So and and to your point about uh going into LA, I mean, yeah, a lot of these players have been to the Rose Bowl already. Um and and seen that environment but it's going to be a packed house um uh, going into the rose bowl against the number 20 team in the nation mm-hmm. um it's 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 a big test and if you look at the schedule this will be for better or for worse the game that sun devils fans probably remember the most um because they will either beat a good uh a top 25 ucla team on the road and you know put their claim in for the best team in the pac-12 south or they'll lay an egg not play well, and then there isn't a lot to look forward to as the toughest opponent. I mean, USC's at home. They go on the road to Utah in uh-huh. two weeks. That's going to be a tough test. But other than that, I mean, Washington maybe is going to be a hard game. And in in my opinion also, in no circumstance will even a close game, if it's a loss, be good enough. No, definitely because not. Because Herm in his tenure has had too many games that were close games where he ended up on the wrong side yeah. of that record. Uh, so I think it it's all or nothing in yep. terms of it's got to be a win. It's uh, not like if, okay, if Arizona State, like, let's say they're playing Oregon this week okay. instead of UCLA, right? Yeah. And Oregon's ranked, what, number three? Yeah, number three. Still? Okay. If ASU goes and plays Oregon after all of the issues that they had been having in the previous weeks, right? And, yeah, mm-hmm. they had cleaned it up against Colorado. But they go and they have an outstanding performance against Oregon – and just blow things out of the water, I think that is a significantly better win than if it's UCLA. But also, if if they go into a game against Oregon, who's ranked number three. And lose a close game. And lose a close game, mm-hmm. and it's three points. It's also it's an okay bad, loss for sure. compared to where if you go in and lose a close game against this UCLA team, it's not an okay loss. Yeah, if, like, I mean, if this team be, if this team had beaten BYU, they're ranked higher than UCLA right yes. now. Yes. By, by far. And a lot of the ASU players and some Sun Devils fans believe this team should be in the top 25 um, as their losses to a, their only losses to a number 13 team. Um, and yeah. And UCLA's losses to Fresno State. Yeah. And that was – I was really a little bit confused, like, or I don't want to say confused, but shocked with how far ASU dropped after that loss to yeah. BYU because it's not like BYU was unranked. They were yeah. ranked two spots below yep. Arizona State. Yeah, there's just so many teams that need to be fit in the top 25. And we'll get a better idea of what it is when it's not the AP ranking and it's a CFP ranking yeah. that is coming in. Um, but, I mean, as I said, this is going to be the game that Sun Devils fans look back at and be like, oh, that sucked, or oh, that was that was the turning point. It could potentially, well... It's going to be a turning point regardless. It's going to be a turning point, yes, but I think if you are going to say this could be a game that fans look back and say that sucked... Um, I think there would have to be a plethora of things that would have to go wrong to make it worse than BYU. Or, or I mean, I, I think genuinely if AFC plays their best football, they don't win by double digits. They win by four. And and so I, I could see them playing a really good game, but then Dorian Robinson-Thompson like running for a touchdown with like no time left or something. Yeah. I could see that happening. So. And I think, you know, Herm also mentioned it, Chip Kelly – has really finally taken this team and made it his mm-hmm. team. I mean, a lot of people, when Chip Kelly very first took over at UCLA, he was not doing very good. They were not doing, they struggled uh, with recruiting. Um, and, you know, he's finally been able to to get the kids he wants to come in, the talent he wants that fit his scheme and his style and really put them in and get them to thrive. And everyone's finally being able to see what he's doing after he's uh, left Oregon and kind of made his return 
uh, I guess, full circle back to the pack. So um, it's not like this is going to be an easy cakewalk game. I know a lot of people think uh, like, oh, ASU should beat UCLA, but no, this should be a close game. I, this should be absolutely. a good game. But this also, uh, in order to, I guess, if, if Arizona State wants to uh, go to me- games beyond just the Sun Bowl, mm-hmm. um, you have to, this is a game this you a should win. A also must win. win. Must win, for sure. Yes. Um, yeah, these Pac-12 after dark games are killing me. It is so bad for my mental They're health. They're wild. Because, because Oregon State beat USC, dog, <laughs> what? And, and, and the worst part is they happen, they end at 1030 or 11 sometimes. And then you sit there and you, there's no chance you're going to bed, especially after our post-game show when we're all either fired up or fired up in the wrong way. It's it's hard to go to bed after these games. So yeah. um, I want a day game. I want a day game soon so I can get some nice rest on a Saturday night. I don't night. like day games, though. And I'm probably one of the only people who doesn't really like, okay, unless they're away. But even then, I don't really like, the, well, yeah. no, I don't know. If yeah. they're away, it's okay because I'm watching on TV. But I don't like day games because I just feel like it takes away from my time to like go do a full day of shenanigans I feel you. if that makes I feel sense you. yeah yeah definitely definitely feel you um so like i gotta get up earlier get dressed earlier so start what do you think earlier. what do you think is going to happen to the to the line of this game do you think that people are going to be betting on ucla right now or asu do you think the line's going to go up or down honestly i think it's going to stay a pretty pretty close game i i don't see anybody becoming more than like minus 175 max yeah so right now the only reason why ucla is favored is because the most of the time in sports betting the home team gets three points so right now they're saying yeah they're saying they're favored by a half a point essentially which is i think is very true for this game um but yeah uh anything else to add before we uh sign off no i think that's about it uh we're gonna be having some Content with Greg Powers coming to you soon, the ASU hockey coach. Um, Like we said, Craig Morgan will be on our show on Friday. We're excited to be bringing that to you. And, yeah, make sure you go go to PHNX. Yeah, go to gophnx.com. Check it out. Check it out. uh, Yeah, follow us on social media. Yeah, follow us at PHNX underscore Sun Devils, PHNX underscore Sports. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. Get your free $150 when you place just $1 or more on any football game this week. Get those same like game parlays rolling. Do it. T- yeah, tap that. Do it. What, oh, that's what you're telling people to do? I'm being annoying. Like, if I was, like, annoying. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do it. DraftKings. DraftKings. Um, do it. All right, guys. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, two audio episodes coming up before Friday. Friday live show. Um, it's going to be a blast. Uh, Join us then, and we'll see you later. Peace.